Amen. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, with me to the book of James. The book of James, uh, chapter 4. Book of James, chapter number 4. We will read just a couple verses. Thank you for standing. I know we stood a long time this morning. In just a moment, you will be able to have a seat, and I'll continue to stand uh, for the most part if, with the help of the Lord. So um, thank you for standing for a few more minutes. James, chapter 4. Uh, verse number six, but he giveth more grace. Everybody say grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Praise the Lord. I, I want to preach on this thought this, this morning for a few minutes. The path of least resistance. The path uh, of least re resistance. Will you help me pray that for the next few minutes God will talk to us and deal with our hearts in this place. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would anoint me. That, that you, my words would be anointed, that the unction of the Holy Ghost would move upon me. And God, give us all ears to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, I pray this message would edify the body and draw somebody nigh to you. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. The path of least resistance. There have been many quotes and Things said about the path of least resistance, I'll just define it as this way. It's water will flow and usually takes or will take the path of least resistance. Amen. If you've ever watched water flow, it's going to fall or take the path of least resistance. If there's a steeper slope this direction, that's where the water is going to go. And it's, it's looking for no resistance whatsoever. It doesn't want to have or experience friction to move. Criminals often look for easy targets when they are looking for somebody in a parking lot or looking for a house or to burglarize or someone to rob or to do other horrible things. Criminals will look for easy targets. They try to look for those that won't resist. They look for somebody that won't put up a fight. Uh, there's probably a lot less likelihood of myself being uh, attacked or in a parking lot simply because I am six foot three, two hundred and none of y'all's business, as opposed to some of these cuter and uh, more petite ladies in the house this morning. Uh, you are more likely to have a burglary take place to you or armed robbery, uh, a strong armed robbery, someone try to take your purse. Another reason why they won't try to take my purse is because I don't carry a purse. Hallelujah. And I don't plan on carrying no purse either. Praise God. <laughs> Criminals are more likely to victimize individuals. I was doing some study on this yesterday and, I, and, and there, there was a whole list. I won't give you the whole list, but here's a couple things that... Criminals look for those uh, that individuals who are alone. There's not as much resistance there. They won't. 
put up as much of a fight as opposed to uh, someone that's walking with a group of friends. They're going to pass them by. They're going to look for the one who's trying to do it on their own. Hello, somebody. They're going to look for somebody that might be alone, maybe even walking in, in the dark. Because evil likes to move and do things in the dark. And I don't want to walk in darkness, but I want to walk in His marvelous light today. Criminals are more likely to victimize individuals who appear lost. I don't want to be lost. Someone who is unaware of their surroundings with no sense of direction. I'm committed to dedicated. I know I'm living for God. I'm, I'm head, heaven bound. Praise God. Amen. This church has a purpose. This church has direction. Praise the Lord. Criminals are more likely to victimize individuals who are distracted. Oh my goodness. We could preach all day long on just the distractions of this life. Ladies, it's, you, you don't want to be victimized. You need to make sure you pay attention to these. Anyone walking into Walmart in the Walmart parking lot on their cell phone, not paying attention, not a good idea. I tell my wife and our girls, are, so you have no business going to Walmart or Target. I'm sorry, Target, right down the street at nighttime by yourself. I don't like them going by themselves at daytime. Are you afraid of stuff? No, I'm just trying to be smart. Wisdom. Amen. We said, peace be still. Yes, it is. don't have guns of steel like Brother Kranz or Brother Scott, you might want to get another kind of gun of steel. <laughs> the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom, you need to get this part, he may devour. Whom he may devour. You need to have enough Holy Ghost in you and enough power of God to say, Devil, no, you may not have dominion in my life. No, you may not have your will and your way in my life. But the devil is walking about looking for the path or the person of least resistance. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He wants to steal. He wants to kill, and He wants to destroy you. That's what Jesus said. The devil is not our friend today. He wants to steal and to kill and to destroy your life. He wants to get you hooked on this and hooked on that and out there out of your ever-loving mind. It's the truth. He's looking for those that He may devour. When He comes and he looks at you and he sees you prayed up and fasted up and studied up and on fire with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He goes, I think I better mess with somebody else. 
I'm going to go look for somebody that I, can, that I may have my way with. As in our text, James said, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. It starts with submission unto the Lord. If you can't submit to God, you can't resist the devil. That word resist is anti-stimmy. It means to oppose or withstand, to stand against. So he's saying here, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist or oppose, withstand. Stand against the devil and he will flee from you. Submission to God drives the devil away. Submission to God tells the devil you're not welcome in this house. Submission to God says, devil, you're not allowed here. Submission to God says, devil, your presence is not desired. It is not wanted here. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 6, 13, Paul said, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand. It's the same word as resist. That you may be able to withstand or resist in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Brother Piercy mentioned 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Already in the service, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Can I, can I just give you a little nugget of truth this morning? Where you stand and who you resist will determine with whose presence in which you stand. Where you stand and who you resist will determine with whose presence in which you stand. Somebody sent this, forwarded to me. I, I sent it to a number of people. The, the famous actor, his name's Denzel Washington. He said, some people will never like you because your spirit irritates their demons. There's some people that never will like me because the spirit that I have irritates their demons. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I want them to get over it. I want them to be saved. But, 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 but there's some people that won't like you because of the spirit that you have. Because you put up resistance. I pray God baptizes each and every one of us with a loving and righteous spirit that drives the devils as far away from us as possible. <laughs> I pray God baptizes each and every one of us with a humble and submissive spirit to God that the devil looks and says, I better find somebody else. I better try to pick on somebody else. The best way to resist the devil is to have a humble and contrite spirit. Jonathan Edwards said, Nothing sets a person so much out of the devil's reach than humility. See, the devil is looking for pride and people with a proud heart today. The reason he looks for pride is that is something he recognizes in himself. That same actor, Denzel Washington, also is quoted as saying, when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. 
Conversely, when the devil comes at you, maybe it's because you're doing something right. <laughs> there are times where you can still you submit to God and, you're, and, and he still tries to come and tries to see just how committed you are to resisting. Just how committed you are to submitting to God. As soon as you, you submit the flesh to God, He's like, I got nothing. He tried to tempt the Lord, and the, the Lord resisted by giving Him Scripture. It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He, he was saying, this flesh is submitted to the Spirit. you barking up the wrong tree. Somebody shout amen. amen. The best way to resist is... Or maybe even the only way to resist is through submission to God. Church, I'll say it again. Where you stand and who you resist will determine whose presence in which you stand. You see, the Bible tells us, instructs us that we need to resist the devil. We must submit ourselves to God through humility. And resist the devil so that we can come into the presence of God. You see, God resists and distances Himself from the proud. I was going to lay it out there this morning. The devil draws nigh to the proud, but God resists the proud. In our text, the beginning, He says, He giveth more grace. Wherefore, He saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. I don't ever want God to resist me. First Peter 5, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists, it's the same word, resists, opposes. He withstands the proud. He keeps the proud at an arm's distance. But He gives grace to the humble. Now we talked about grace the last two weeks, two weeks ago. The grace and mercy. The grace which is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is God giving me what I don't deserve. Mercy is God sparing me from the things that I do deserve. I'm thankful for the grace and the mercy of God. And I can't make it without the grace and the mercy of God. And for me to have the grace and mercy of God, it requires me to be submissive. It requires me to humble myself and say, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my way, but thy way be done. The, way, the only way to submit or to resist the devil is, and draw close to God is through submission. God resists the proud. He prevents them from entering into His presence. I was talking about this yesterday, blind Bartimaeus. He cried out the more. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, hey, dude, chill out. I'm paraphrasing. That's Michael Mullings' translation. Chill out. Don't get so loud. Don't make a fool of yourself. Blind Bartimaeus said, uh, I'm going to humble. I'm going to base myself. I don't care what y'all think. I just care what he thinks. And he cried out the more, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. 
And he called for Bartimaeus to come to his presence. I wonder how many others could have received their miracle had they humbled themselves. I wonder how many people that day walked by, Jesus walked by, and they didn't receive anything simply because there was something in their heart. I'm too proud to ask. I'm too proud to submit. I'm too proud to take a knee. I'm too proud to humble myself before the Lord. Because you see, pride, he always resists from his presence. It was, it was pride that caused the devil to fall from God's presence. Augustine said it was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. Jesus said in Luke 10, 18, and he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Psalm 73, the writer said, Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. It, it compasseth them, it pulls them down. Proverbs 29, 23, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Proud person must be humbled, but a humble person humbles themselves. Humble people rely on God. Proud people rely on themselves. Psalms 10 and 4, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. The proud have no room for God. They only have room for themselves. We're living in a generation where men are lovers of pleasures and more lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. They're so full of themselves they ain't got room for God. And I pray that spirit doesn't enter into the church. We got to have room for Jesus. We, we got to have His will, His way, and His time. Praise the Lord. Because Proverbs 8 and 13 says, The fear, reverence of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate, the Lord said. Satan was kicked out of heaven like lightning as a falling star because of pride. That's how fast pride will distance yourself from the Lord. But then the inverse is also true. Just as Quick as pride can send somebody from the presence of God. Just like that, a humble and contrite heart can bring some. Oh, you're not hearing me this morning. A humble and contrite heart. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Can bring somebody into the presence of God just as fast. Someone can take a knee, bend a knee at an altar and say, not my will, but thy will be done. And they can be instantaneously transitioned and moved into the very presence of the Lord. Jesus! And he's there. He's as close as the mention of his name. take the path this morning of least resistance into the presence of God and the path of least resistance is to submit myself to the things and will of God God always draws the humble unto himself 
He always gives grace and mercy to those that humble themselves. Just as fast as Satan was resisted and cast out of heaven because of pride, just as quickly someone who humbles himself can enter into the presence. Be driving down the road and just humble yourself and say, Jesus, I love you. I humble myself. He's as close as the mention of his name. Isaiah 57, 15, for thus saith the high and lofty one. High and lofty one. He's the only one. He's perfect, not me. He's God, He's Lord of all, not me. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, which was, which is, which is to come. He's, he's everything, not me. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. He said, I dwell in the high and holy place with, everybody say with, with Him, with Him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. He said, I'm the high and lofty one. I, the one true God who inhabits eternity. I, the one true God who is the one and only holy God. I, the one true high and holy God who lives and dwells in a holy place. I live there. I abide there with him or her this morning. That is of a contrite and humble spirit. To revive, renew, restore the spirit of the humble. And to revive the heart of the contrite ones. You see this morning, I'm so glad that I can tell you this morning, God will draw close and He will pull those that are humble close to Him. He draws the humble. He draws those that resist pride and will submit themselves unto the Lord. He draws those close to Him. Yet the devil this morning, he is drawn to the proud and he's resisted by the humble. God draws the humble and he resists the proud. The devil, he draws to the proud and he resists the humble. We'll keep saying it until I can get at least four or five amens. God draws the humble and he resists the proud, but the devil is drawn to the proud and he's resisted by the humble. Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is high. Or excuse me, the Lord is nigh. Means to be allied, to be in, to be joined with. He's allied unto them that are of a broken heart and saving such as be of a contrite spirit. The only way for someone to be saved is they have to humble themselves. The only way I could be saved is I have to humble myself. I had to come to an altar myself and I said, Jesus, have mercy on me. I am undone. I feel like Isaiah touched my coals, touched my heart. God, I need the the blood of Jesus to wash me. I need the coals to burn some stuff out of me. God, I am undone. I, I can't save myself. I'm nothing without you. And that's when God moved in my life I draw I drew close to him when I humbled myself Psalms 9 and 12 he forgetteth not the cry of the humble second Chronicle Chronicle 7 we we uh, we quote it all the time if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, if you'll humble yourself and if you'll resist wickedness, if you'll humble yourself and resist temptation, if you'll humble yourself, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. And he says, now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. He's saying, my presence is with the humble. I'm going to look to bless the humble. I want to answer the prayers of the humble. We talked about this yesterday. The two men in Luke, Jesus is telling the story about the two men that go to the synagogue to pray. One walks in with a proud spirit. He walks up there and says, I'm so thankful, God, that I'm not like everybody else I'm cool I'm cool as a cucumber I got everything going on I was born and raised in church I haven't been doing those those things and some of those things and I'm so much better than everybody else and yet there was another man that prayed and said God I don't even deserve to be here in this place God I don't even deserve to be in your presence God I am a nobody I am nothing I just I humble myself. Lord, I'm just thankful that you allowed me to walk into this place. And Jesus asked the question, which one of these two went away justified? Which one of these two walked with the presence of God? Which one of these did God say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to go wherever you're going. I'm going to bless you in your home. Which one of these? The humble. I want to say, God, I humble myself before your throne of mercy and grace. God, I'm, I'm just so, I'm, I'm so undone. I'm just, I'm so imperfect. He's like, thank you for acknowledging and humbling yourself. You see, who is God going to bless today, this morning? I just wonder this morning at the Apostolic Rock Church in the next few minutes, I just wonder who is God going to bless this morning? I wonder if there's anybody this morning that came with a humble and contrite spirit. I wonder if there's anybody that said, God, what was me? I, you may have been living for God for 50 years, but I'm thankful you can still have a humble and contrite spirit and say, God, what was me? God, I'm nothing. I'm going to submit myself to you, but I'm going to resist the devil. I'm going to put up my dukes on the devil. I'm going to resist him. But the only way I can resist is i got to submit to you. Matthew 18 and 4, and I'm trying to hurry. Jesus said, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5 and 3, blessed are the poor in spirit or humble in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Two verses later, he said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Did you catch that? The humble get heaven and the earth. pride get the proud get something below that pride goeth before destruction a haughty spirit before a fall so in James 4:10 he went on to say after our text I read the text this morning he said humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up
That song says, down on my knees, I learned to stand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Some of us, we've learned how to walk with God. And how did we learn to walk? Through humbling ourselves. God, I am nothing without you. I pray that every morning. I don't know if you know that. I pray that every time before I pray, or before I preach, before I sing, God, I, before I do anything, God, I am nothing without you. But I'm thinking, I know I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I, but if God ain't in it, it's just sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. God, I am nothing without you. Job 22, 29, even Job said, when men are cast down, then shout. He say, there is a lifting up. G-E-V-A-H is the Hebrew word. There's an elevation for those that are cast down, those that, are hum- that humble themselves. He said, there's an elevation that takes place. And then he says, and he shall save the humble person. God elevates the humble. Why? Because he's the high and lofty. You, I don't know if you, you, maybe you're not getting it. It's just maybe it's so, so simple this morning. This is how it works. He's looking, he's way up here. I'm high and lifted up. And all these proud people are getting further and further away from me. He's looking for the humble. Oh, there's somebody that's humble. And what he's uh, he lifts them up. He elevates them where he is. Oh, there's another one. Let me, let me pull them up where I am. Amen. And I want to be in the presence of of the Lord. The other title that I thought about using was just grace us with your presence. Micah 6 and 8. He has showed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. I want to walk the path that leads me into the presence of the Lord. I would rather be in the presence of God. Matter of fact, and I'm closing. Musicians come. The psalmist said in Psalms 27, verse 4, he said, one thing, David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. It's one thing. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. One thing that I desire is to be in the presence of the Lord. How many want to be in the presence of the Lord? How many want to live in the presence and abide in the presence of He said, Psalm 16, he said, In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You see, the right hand is is signifying the power of God. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You see, God has the power to lift up. And he has the power to resist. God is not a puppet. Hear me. God's not a puppet. 
I don't get to control his, how he hands and how he moves. But one thing I know how he operates. He lifts up with his hand, the humble. And he resists the proud. He giveth more grace to the humble. But he resists the proud. As we stand together this morning. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from... This is... I never saw it quite like... Never had connected this scripture before. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence or bring, draw them to, into thy presence from the pride of man. He's looking for the humble to pull into his presence. But when he brings us, the humble, into his presence, it separates from pride of man. You see, you can't have pride in the same presence of God at the same time because God resists. Church, I don't ever want the Lord to look at me and resist. I don't know about you this morning, but I want to draw as close to Him as I can. God, I don't ever want to miss Your presence. God, I don't ever want You to resist me. God, I will humble myself and do whatever You want me to do because I must be in Your presence. God, I must be in Your presence. One thing, God, have I desired, and that's to dwell in Your presence. David had sinned. He did some horrible things, and yet he prayed in Psalms 51, Hide thy face from my sin. The whole beginning of Psalms 51, David was humbling himself before the Lord. And blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. One thing, God, i got to be in your presence. And if i got to repent, I'll be happy. I'm thankful that I can repent because I must find my place with you in your presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. That's why, church, that's why we talk about the plan of salvation. We, Brother, Brother Kranz was talking about people that they don't even understand the Holy Ghost, but they need to understand repentance first. Because how can they receive the presence of, the, of God to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if they won't repent? If they won't come to an altar and say, God, I can't save myself. I, I'm sorry for all the bad things. I humble myself. I'm going to resist the devil, but I'm going to submit myself to you. That's what repentance is about. It's saying, I'm not going to walk according to the things of this world. Repentance is saying, I'm not going to do what I want to do, what my flesh wants to do. I'm going to submit my flesh to your will. Repentance is saying, I'm not going to do the way I want to do things. I want to do things, God, the way you want to do things. Not my will, but thy will. 
That's why there's a war. It's constantly raging in all of our flesh because we have this human flesh. It's a body. We have desires. Pastor has desires, and I have to submit my flesh. Say, uh-uh, not going to do that. I'm going to crucify my, I'm going to take up my cross. But just as quickly as I submit myself, I can enter into the very presence. That's why when people come and they, they, there's, there's a breaking that takes place, usually you see it because tears begin to fall. There's a, there's a breaking in their, in their will. They're humbling themselves. In the, and that's usually when the Holy Ghost begins to move. Just like that. People pray and pray and pray and pray. And then there's a breaking that takes place. And and all of a sudden, they're now basking in the very presence of God. Church, I know we went a little later today. Church went a little bit longer. But I wonder this morning, is there any humble and contrite people in this place that simply want to come and bask in the very presence of the Lord? I want to just open up these altars for anyone that wants to come and pray. Humble themselves. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray. I believe God wants to, I feel the presence of the Lord is here because there's some humble people all throughout this service that have been praying. There's some people in this house this morning that are humbling themselves and have a great contrite spirit. God wants to elevate some people this morning. God wants to bless some people this morning. God wants to bless the humble. He's drawing somebody. He's trying to draw somebody to his presence this morning I feel a draw right now I feel the presence of the Lord already moving in this place there's a drawing the spirit is drawing somebody if you'll humble yourself he will not resist you but he wants to wrap his loving arms around you this morning if you'll humble yourself this morning